Welcome to Surviving the Waiting Room podcast, where we challenge the status quo in order to help you show up for yourself as much as for your family. I believe that when we're honest with ourselves and brave enough to try, when we see our needs as important as our families, we are no longer stuck in a life that is one big waiting room. I'm your host, Maura Cleary. I'm a practical, realist, professionally certified life coach, a mindfulness practitioner, and a mom of two beautiful, smart, funny daughters with over 14 chronic conditions. Through this podcast, I'll offer tools, resources, and encouragement to help you reclaim the space and time to be you again, so that you can thrive as an individual and a mom. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to today's episode number 14 of Surviving the Waiting Room. This is going to be a short and sweet one. It is one that often we need to process through, and I just wanted to bring attention to it because it is important, and hopefully you will walk away with some ahas and some things to think about. So let's dive in. Most of us didn't have the life experience with caring for children with needs that aren't in the ordinary scope of things. But let's face it, even if it wasn't the normal scope, we would still struggle seeing our children in pain and discomfort. And that's just part of being a parent. We take care of things because we have life lessons to help us along the way. As bad as an earache is, we know that once it's taken care of, the pain will stop and things will go back to normal. But what happens when they tell us all about the pain of their day, night after night? We try what we know and maybe their doctor knows and yet there's no end in sight. We're exhausted. They're exhausted. Which means nerves are shot and everybody's bodies are overwhelmed by experiences we all begin to break down. It's at this moment I remember feeling swallowed up in the feeling of being lost. What they needed was so much more than what I had learned. In fact, I had grown up in an era that you put spit on things, you sucked them up, and now I still believe that approach can be helpful and encouraging for grit. However, the child with medical conditions will learn more grit than I will ever experience. It leaves me feeling lost. It leaves me to search out for answers, what other people have done. It leaves me in a weird place of not trusting what I've always known to be true. Unfortunately, when we're in this space, we realize we are the adult and need to figure out for a few reasons. One, to assure our child that there will be a better future, that life will go on, that things will turn out okay. But also to feel in control. Letting our family know that they can count on us. But it's a heavy burden to bear. The weight of responsibility can be overpowering. So what do we do? I've come to realize that there's no one way to find ourselves back on course. But there is one thing we do need to do. We need to stop the craziness in our heads and in our hearts. We need to take a deep breath and figure out the next step. For me, it meant reflecting on how I felt when I was their age. I had had an undiagnosed autoimmune disease. And even in my 30s, I was told that it was just how I was made. 
So by putting myself in their shoes, I asked what I needed. And the answer was more forceful conversation with doctors and insisting on tests that doctors once thought was not necessary. The next time this feeling came around, I had that previous experience to help me. So the next step was to investigate symptoms and what might be causing them. Then bringing that information to the doctors so we both could have a middle ground for the conversations resulting in diagnoses. Now I felt I had to do that because we would go to the doctor's offices and they would run tests and they would come back with, I don't know why, or it's in their heads because invisible illnesses, we can't touch them. We can't fix them. We can't put a cast on them. So doctors get exasperated, say we need to drink more water and then think it's only psychological. So it just drives me crazy. But anyway, now since I had already had the experiences of these other things behind me, I could sit and process of what the outcome was that I wanted for my daughters. Often asking, was it about them or was it about me? What was actually best for them? So I've told you before, but I am a bit of a control freak. I know I'm recovering, but it still is my default, especially when I'm in stressful situations. So I needed to ask myself, was it about them or about me? Because I knew if it was about me, it was about control. And that was the wrong place to make decisions from. As the years have gone by, I feel less and less lost because I've just taken one step at a time. That one action, that one step that I could do. And that built on the one I took before. And that built on the one I took before that. You know, I think it's pretty funny that there was once this idea that once we're adults, we suddenly have to stop learning. That we have all the knowledge we could possibly have for the rest of our lives. It's reminding me that if I felt lost in school, I needed to study more. I needed to get a buddy. I needed to get some tutoring. And yet as an adult, my first reaction is always doing things on my own. With that, I'm here to tell you that you just need to take the next step. And if that means getting help, then do it. If that means reaching out to support groups, do it. If that means calling me and talking things through, then do it. I am happy to help you work through the process. You don't have to do it alone, but you just need to take the next step. I know this is just a short, sweet conversation today, but I hope you walk away feeling not so lost, having some hope of what the next step is. Thanks for joining me at Surviving the Waiting Room. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button so you're sure to hear more tips, tricks, and tools. And don't forget to stop waiting for life to give you space and go get it.